0: WNJH Radio, its owners and associates, take no responsibility for the opinions or statements made by the talk show host or their guests. Statements or show topics are not necessarily the beliefs of this site or the radio station, and opinions between talk show hosts may conflict. This site does not endorse anything as the truth. That you will have to judge for yourself. But we try to speak the truth on the owner's behalf and reserve the right to question the supposed truth. It is sometimes hard to get the truth, but we must try. It is not our intention to libel, discriminate, make hate, or annoy anyone. This site takes no responsibility for the opinions of others in the postings of comments in chat rooms or forum posts. WNJH Radio presents Voice of Freedom, a weekly political call-in show heard every Thursday at 7 p.m. Voice of Freedom will cover national, state, and local politics. Now here's your host, Dr. Otto Hernandez.
1: Good evening, everyone. Otto Hernandez, Voice of Freedom radio program, and we are live from the blueberry capital of New Jersey, as we are every Thursday night. Rick, how are you tonight, my friend?
2: I am doing super there, Doctor, especially after hearing the announcement from Cousin Joe on his uh, vice president nominee. I'm doing super. I believe now... More anything, we're going to paint the sea red this uh, November. I don't think that Gibberish Joe helped himself with uh, Headboard
1: Harris as, her, as his vice presidential pick. I don't think it's a very good choice. Among other things, Gibberish Joe lied. He lied. He said he
2: was nah. picking an
1: African-American woman, and he ends up picking a half Jamaican and half
2: Indian our cousin Joe will
1: lie. Would that it, is that would any is liberal, not
2: lie. And to you us? know what?
1: I I I'm gonna I'm gonna dare say that that what he did was very racist because there were a lot of African American women out there that are true African American women, highly qualified, I must say, all of them. And uh, he ends up picking a half Indian and half Jamaican, and that is just uh, astonishing to me. Astonishing to me. I, I can't quite figure out what happened there.
2: I don't think he even knows. <laughs> I mean, remember, if you remember, he delayed the announcement, and then all of a sudden the announcement came. So there must be turmoil in the Democratic Party once again. Uh,
1: let me say a couple things before we move forward with the program. First of all, I want to give out our phone number, 609-593-9654, 609 609-593. 593 W-N-J-H. Second of all, our Facebook Live feed is not operational as of right now. I will try periodically during the program, but right now we are not on Facebook Live as we are every week. For whatever reason, Facebook is failing to put the video up. Keeps telling me that something was wrong during the broadcast is what I'm getting as a as an error message. From. Oh, you
2: know what it is.
1: is and it? this is after I already put up the promo. The promo had no problem, so I don't know what the heck is going on. But as of right now, we are not on Facebook Live, uh, so we'll proceed with the stream, which, you know, is perfectly okay. This is a radio
2: show after all, Rick. Well, you know what it is. Your boy Zuber, whatever his last name is, saw it, and now he doesn't want it to go on because we're in Zuckerberg. Zuckerberg. Thank you. We're into political season, so he said he was going to clean up any false negative stuff, even though the Facebook fact checking is not working correctly either. But that's okay. I'll leave that there. And here I thought that uh, you know my show, being being the
1: highly rated conservative talk show that it is, would be an exception to that. It's very disappointing.
2: <laughs> oh, that's our boy. You know, Facebook wants to control the election. You know, they were highly upset what happened the last election. They didn't like all the dirty politics that, you know, us conservatives played and pointing out the you know, the stuff. So we'll By check. the way,
1: by the way, Rick and Rico, my friend, there you go, you again. were you were sorely missed last week. You know, the first uh, last week was the first time I have done the program without you behind the board. That is true. Uh, it it was an an outstanding job done by Nikki G Giorno in your in your place, uh, Nikki G, as always, a true pro, did an outstanding job. Uh, so I got to be honest with you, I really didn't miss you. <laughs> no, that's not true. I take it back. What, whatever. I take I, whatever. it back. Yes. All yes. the listeners are hearing me take it back. All right, uh, let's go to the phone. Well, we well, have our first caller well, of the well, night.
2: Befo- hold on. Before we do that, Danny, hold on one second. Before we do that, I have to admit. That uh, you and I made a bet on who uh, Cousin Joe's nominee would be. And I'm going to admit on the air that I was wrong. And I said it was going to be Michelle Obama. And you yes, kept saying no. You were wrong. So I'm going to leave it at that. So for that, Danny. You were wrong. You owe me a big dinner. Who is? Who is all
1: right. We have our first caller yes, first of the caller night. your first caller is Danny.
3: <laughs> Auto, Dan from Winona.
1: Dan from Winona. Our first caller. I mean, rare is the week. I can't say every week. Rare is the week. You're not our first caller. Uh, I look forward to your calls each and every week. Your, your Your astute financial observations and analysis make you the Voice of Freedom's financial guru.
3: I look forward to hearing your show every week. Hearing now, it, now you heard you
1: heard my disclaimer that we are not on Facebook Live tonight. The first time since the the show's begun that, uh, for whatever reason, Facebook Live is uh, is not operational. Uh, trying everything over here as we're speaking, but uh, no Facebook Live. So you only get to hear my my voice. You don't get to see my. Uh, my handsome face uh on nah, the air tonight uh, let's just say uh let's just say we're we're all better off well that's thank you danny you know danny. what i'll take that i'll take that as the insult that it is no but, i i look forward to hearing you every week is that uh, right? not, not seeing you but hearing you oh uh, well that's that's very commendable i really appreciate that all right let's get let's get to your to the purpose of your call because you didn't just call to hear yourself on the air right what do you got? I did not. What do you have for the oh. Voice of Freedom tonight? What do you have? Uh,
3: no, nah, just updating you since we last spoke last Thursday. The market's up uh, almost another one and a half, almost two percent. I see. You know, that. Last week, remarkable. Uh, again, yeah, and it's uh, yeah, just uh, again on the anticipation of uh, good vaccine news. Uh, since since we last spoke, he. He can write his executive order. We'll see. We'll see what the implementation of that looks like.
4: Mm-hmm.
3: But uh either way there's still the anticipation of some some stimulus Right. So so the market uh is is looking forward to both those things. Again, continued good vaccine use. Uh every every day it seems like we're gonna get closer. Uh the the government is certainly fast tracking,
1: you know, vaccine testing. Mm-hmm. So. everything keeps saying we're going to see vaccines sometime in the fall that is what I keep hearing over and over and over and I guess they keep repeating it enough times people will believe it um, I'll believe it when I see it but in the meantime it's you know it's nice to hear I hope no, it's and, true. He, uh,
3: and, and we're almost up look
4: the, hey the, we're the up on Facebook
1: even... Dan from Winona, I need to interrupt you we are finally up on Facebook live. Broadcasting on Facebook Live. So, those of you that are streaming but also want the added bonus of the Facebook Live feed now have the option of both. So, we are, and and we're already getting viewers on Facebook Live. It's a beautiful thing.
3: I'll, I'll stick with my stream, but uh, the point I was going to make is if I would have told you and anybody back in March. That we would be back up close to twenty-eight thousand before the end of the summer.
1: I wouldn't have believed it. Uh, I wouldn't yeah. have believed it. I'm I'm still incredulous. I still I still find it astounding that the market continues to respond as well as it's responded in light of the of the overall bleak economy and 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 lousy political situation, the continued violence in the cities. Uh, I I continue to be astounded at how well the market is doing. It's, it's uh it's remarkable and it speaks volumes to to Americans and 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 Americans continuing to believe in our system.
3: Yeah, and, and it's just confidence, it's optimism. Mm-hmm. Uh and and you know, we'll see, you know, I'm still anticipating uh this kind of leveling off pre election. Uh but but for now the market is looking ahead at, at, at good vaccine use and that's really the main thing. That and, and the stimulus package, which is coming one way or another, sooner mm-hmm. or later mm-hmm. it's, it will come.
1: Yeah. Okay. Anything anything changing with the uh, with the high unemployment situation? Are we still uh, are we still looking at the same numbers for a while, do you think?
3: uh you know today on the news they talked about the 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 possibility and and the potential of getting under double digits which was a a goal of yours i think yes uh you know we'll see uh i'm still not that optimistic that we can get under double digits i and uh i don't think again i don't think trump needs it to get under double digits because there's a lot of other stuff going on but nevertheless uh it is, yeah. You know, it, it is possible. We're not going to get. If we get below it, we're not going to get much below it. But, uh, but I don't think it's uh, it's imminent. That's for sure.
4: Hmm.
1: Okay.
3: So, so but the market's responding well. Uh, and, and again, just you know, there's so much money flooding into the market from the government that uh, that's really what's what's keeping it up.
4: Right. So that
3: and the vaccine news.
1: Yeah, I mean, thank God that the you know that the government continues to to provide some liquidity to the market and to Americans. Uh, it's sore, sorely needed under this economy. Uh, the the I don't know if you had the opportunity. We talked a little bit about headboard uh, Kamala headboard Harris a little bit at the beginning of the program. I was watching yesterday her her uh, introduction, um, her introduction press conference after. Gibberish Joe lavishly introduced her as some kind of, you know, the, the superstar that uh, uh, that he, he and she think she is. But anyway, she, she actually had the audacity to blame the president for the high unemployment numbers. I don't know if you caught yeah. that or not. And I'm, and I'm sitting oh, there listening. No. Um, yeah. You know, hold on a second. The, the people keeping this economy shut down are Democrat governors and mayors. The president keeps saying, "Open up and put people back to work." So to to say that he is responsible for the high unemployment numbers, I mean this this chick lies like she breathes. So for her, I mean, the, you know, those the lies like that just roll off her tongue. This is how she's made her political career. But yeah, you know, something just, like that is so disingenuous. I mean, no, and ignoring stop the stop already. That you know, I know you don't like the guy, but stop, stop. You know.
3: Now, and ignoring the fact that in March we had a historically good economy right and a historically good market that that the only reason it didn't continue was was this pandemic
4: mm-hmm.
3: uh you know so it it just totally forgetting that you, you know sure sure of this pandemic we would have been uh probably continuing you know the
1: historical pace we were on right absolutely there's no reason to think otherwise there's no reason to think otherwise. And I don't think anyone that pays attention, uh, you know, is buying into that. But. No, of course not. I mean, uh, other than you know her 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 water carriers and the mainstream media, they were gushing about her like it was, like this is the pick that's gonna you know it's gonna change the entire race. It's it's kind of pathetic. First of all, the woman is acidic. She ran her 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 own campaign. She ran into the ground. She she her ratings her polling numbers kept dropping the longer she stayed in the race. <laughs> Not to mention the fact that she called Biden a racist during one of the debates. I guess that didn't stick.
4: <laughs>
1: yeah, no,
3: it's it's hard. You know, interesting pick. I think he was backed into a corner. It wasn't uh, I the. I can't see it was his first choice. Her and her two percent following, but uh, he was. You know, he backed himself into a corner, and uh, and and his party didn't let him. Uh,
1: Get away from it. Well, but you know he still didn't hold those promise. He promised an African American female. <laughs> we didn't get it. We got something. We got a facsimile. We got a we got a half Indian and a half Jamaican.
3: Well, but uh, like a wise man told me if she identifies as African American, so that's really all that matters.
1: Yeah. I had I identify as a millionaire. But uh, when the time comes to pay the bills, um, I'm still kind of a middle class pauper <laughs> So <laughs> I'm still a middle class pauper. I'm not a, I'll put it to you this way. I'm not in your income bracket Dan from Winona <laughs> uh, Well um, enjoy.
3: Uh, enjoy your night. I'll uh, look forward to hearing the rest. Dan of this from stuff. Winona,
1: always a pleasure. You are you are indeed the financial guru of Voice of Freedom Radio program, and your call every week is is always a highlight. Thanks for calling. Have a great weekend. I'm here, Piotr. All right, my friend. Talk to you soon, Dan from Winona. Let me give out the numbers for those of you that are thinking of calling tonight with whatever is on your cotton picking mind. I don't think I've, I've used the phrase cotton picking in like 100 years, but I'm throwing it out there tonight, baby. 609-593-9654 are our numbers. 609-593-WNJH. And uh, haven't talked about our special guest tonight yet, but we do have a guest tonight, as we try to do every week. Our guest tonight is John Risley, Atlantic County freeholder, Uh, John is a longtime Atlantic County freeholder and uh, a a personal friend of mine. I I affectionately call him the hardest working man in politics because nobody works harder than John. Uh, He is at every event. He is very visible throughout the county. He's a great listener, uh, and he's a very active Atlantic County freeholder. So I'm really happy to have him on the air. That's the first time appearance for him. So... I'm, I'm really happy to have him on the air tonight. Um, and uh, he and I talked off air a little bit. Uh, like I said, I've known John for some time, and I think he'll be great. I, I, I truly do. I think he'll bring a lot to the program. So I'm looking forward to having John on the air tonight. All right, what else do we have? Well, let's see. We, we talked a little bit about Kamala Harris, all right, Headboard Harris, as I affectionately call her. Um, you know, who said, Rick, who said that in America, you can't sleep your way to the
2: top? Well, that is true. I mean, I mean, I she, mean she proved she's,
1: that she's living proof of that. That she, is true. She has proved, <laughs> she has proven that you can indeed sleep your way to the top in the U.S. of A. Uh, and she may, and she may, let's, you know, let's hope not, God forbid, but she may indeed find herself as president of the United States one day. <laughs> if that <laughs> happens, I got a feeling that, the. Uh, maybe some of us will be heading for jamaica not just her dad (laughs) we might be looking for the first boat to jamaica if she ends up being the president Mm -hmm. i'll tell you that
2: please let's not it was scary enough when Killery was going to almost be president so we don't want that um she was close why don't we uh turn the uh, tables a little bit to uh the state side um What's your opinion on our lovely governor this week?
1: Well, as as uh, as one of my Facebook friends and and a and a long and a long time listener of the program, Tony G Man told me this week he's got a new nickname for Snaggletooth. You know, Snaggletooth is my name is my favorite nickname for Murphy, but my friend Tony G Man decided to call him governor cranky pants
2: cranky pants i oh i really gave that to his cousin from new york well well well,
1: saint andrew's been very he's been very cranky lately because now it's coming from democrats yes and democrats now are looking to do an investigation on his running down the 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 uh, nursing home the nursing home situation and putting COVID infected people Nursing home deaths in New York stayed over 6,500 as a, as a direct result. And the man continues to blame everybody but himself. As a direct result of his executive order that, that basically told nursing homes they have to take COVID patients. Um, just, just a terrible situation. We have a call, so we're going to the phones. Voice of Freedom radio program, you're on the air.
5: John from Rosedale
1: John from Rosedale John it's always a pleasure to hear you you are you, you know I wish you would call more often because you you know you're always a very compelling caller you're not shy I put it to you this way you're never shy with an opinion well uh, I'm
5: gonna try and call every week last week I got busy cooking again and
1: I just well you're a busy guy wife. I know that you're 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 a busy guy you're a man of about, about town entrepreneur you know you don't have time but whenever you can make a little time to call the program i always love hearing from you what's on your mind tonight a couple issues one i'm tired of all the negativity i've said
5: it for years everybody acts like the world the united states is in such a bad time and in disrepair and it's never going to come back we've come through things way worse than what we're going through now going back to the depression Yes, people indeed. lost everything back in the 20s. Yes, indeed. You went through two two world wars. Yep. Slavery, civil war, all the, the Iraq wars, w- w- with sending kids off. It's not that bad. It's like the negative people are still, as bad as it seems, represent a small minority. This country is still the greatest country on earth, and I don't care how bad they want to put us down and say how bad it is, people are still dying, coming across the ocean, in little life rafts, to get here because it's the greatest planet on Earth, the greatest country on Earth, making tunnels 10 miles long to get here, risking their lives. If it's so bad, why are people still coming here and trying to get here? It's because we're the greatest country on Earth, and we always will be
1: because of our people. Well said, John. Well said. I, I mean, I say it this week. I, don't, I know you're not, you're not a, a listening every week, but at the end of my program on every, every week I, when I sign off, I always tell folks, stay positive. Stay positive. This is still the greatest country in the world. We're not ready to turn it over to the Marxists and the anarchists and the Antifas and the Black Lives Matters. We're not ready to turn it over to any of those groups. This is still the greatest country in the world, the greatest country in the history of the world. And it is the country where people want to come, as you said. And, uh, and, and and those people, and, and, you know, recent immigrants, and I talk to recent immigrants all the time. Uh, I work in higher education, and a lot of people in higher ed are people that come to this country to, to study in our great higher educational system. A lot of people who come to this country, um, especially in higher ed, come here because of that. And they, they are not big fans of the shenanigans that are going on and, and, you know, the defund the police and the violence and all the, you know, all the nonsense that's taking place. These people come here because, they, because the country that they, that, they, that they came to is the one they want to live in. For the most part, a lot of them have escaped from countries that these Antifas want to turn us into. So obviously immigrants coming here don't want to see that. That's what they escaped from. They escaped from Marxist, you know, violent Marxist. You know, this is not the America they came for. So it's it's kind of sad that it's this is what they're getting. Um, but let's hope we can turn it around, Johnny. I I I, mm-hmm. I agree with you a hundred percent. And uh, you know, your your point of view is is well taken. I and and I wish more people thought like you. You know. Yeah. Well.
5: I think the majority does, and when push comes to shove, we always come out on top.
1: The majority always, the majority will come out, and the majority will be heard from in November. I am firmly convinced of that. I am firmly convinced of that. The majority will be heard from in November. Well, what makes us great also is having opinions, differing opinions. We can differ on
5: things. I can disagree with you on things. That doesn't mean I'm going to dislike you. Right. Or to, you know, put you down. That's the one thing that bothers me.
1: And, it, the and, and the fact that you and I disagree doesn't make either one of us a bad person.
4: <laughs> you but know, you know what I mean.
5: One, the one group puts people down. If you don't agree with them, you're uneducated. You're stupid. You're not. You just don't understand. And everything that they talk about and want to put this president down or put people down. Is exactly what they exemplify. Yep. It's that's the one thing that bothers me. I when you they're the epitome of ignorance. Yep. The epitome of divisiveness.
4: Mm-hmm.
5: How they act and interact and talk about people. Put I'm stupid because I. It's like telling somebody you like chocolate ice cream. You're ignorant. You're stupid. You don't understand. You're not smart enough. I mean, it's ridiculous.
1: Right. No, I mean this is this is what it's come to yeah. now. And and there was a recent poll uh... that said that eighty something percent of americans are are afraid to express their opinion uh... and this is this is americans of of both parties you know both parties were polled republicans and democrats uh... eighty percent eighty some percent of them said they were afraid to voice their opinions in public or in the workplace uh... because you know they don't want to they don't want to be hammered they don't want to be canceled they don't want to be called a racist this is this is unbelievable that this is taking place in our country. the The only people, oddly enough, as a result of this poll, the only people who said that they were not afraid to voice their opinion, are extreme leftists. <laughs> so they feel they feel very safe. They feel very safe in voicing their opinion. Uh, partly because when they throw bricks and stuff, they don't get prosecuted. <laughs> you know, they get a they get a free pass from the district attorney in whatever city they're. They're throwing bricks and Molotov cocktails in.
5: No, they're just peace. They're just protesters and putting
1: graffiti. They're
5: peaceful, those people. Soccer moms. Soccer (laughs) moms, as as Jerry
1: Nadler called them. They're just soccer moms. Come on. What's the big deal? Just because they're throwing Molotov cocktails doesn't mean they're not soccer moms. (laughs) Oh, my God. The stuff we have to listen to from the other side is. uh, is uh, quite astounding quite astounding as i was telling uh, dan from winona earlier if you were i don't know if you were had the pleasure of listening to kamala harris yesterday blaming blaming the president for the high unemployment this is the president who who has created the lowest unemployment in the history of this country prior to covid and uh, this one here and like i said she lies like she breathes so it's not a big deal for her to you know throw something like that out that kind of garbage but uh, blaming trump for the high unemployment and all the guys they're and touting, all the guys been talking about is getting people back to work and and stop shutting down the country unnecessarily. It's ridiculous.
5: They're touting this woman as the savior yeah. of the party and the yeah. savior of the ticket. Yeah. If you have to put your hopes on a Democratic vice president candidate, that tells you all you need to know about their, your party.
1: Yep. And especially one Johnny who 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 I don't think she broke one percent when she was running for president. I don't think she broke one percent. So if 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 the dem and this is among Democrats because she this was a primary, so it wasn't Republicans that were giving her the one percent polling. It was her own Democrat that were giving her the one percent polling. This is how popular this is how popular this woman is among Democrats. She couldn't break one percent in the primary. Are you kidding me? Are you kidding me?
4: Well, oh and by the movie. oh and by the way
1: and by the way, Johnny, as I said earlier in the program, she's an African American woman who's not really African American. <laughs> she's she's Jamaican and Indian, but you know, he did pick so, an African American woman, so
4: well, at, le- at least movie. at
1: least he at least he thinks he did. Maybe somebody hasn't reminded him yet and or or Joe just like you know, they told Joe, wait, she's not African American, and Joe was like, Oh, what? Who can't no, no, stop, no. Come on, man. She's black. She's black. <laughs> That's ridiculous. Uh, it's insane.
5: They try and do everything. They can't stand up and rely on their own laurels because for four years they've had no agenda. They've had no ideas other than bashing, and you can hate Trump all you want. That's fine.
4: Mm-hmm. That's
5: their agenda for four years, attacking the president. Live off yourself. This is what I want to do. This is what I'm going to accomplish. This is what we can do for they you. Accomplish no, it's nothing. all about this, this, this guy, this guy, this guy. Nothing on their own
1: yep johnny i'm up against my producer is reminding me i'm up against the commercial so i'm going to have to let you run great call i always appreciate your calling in thanks all right we're going to be we're going to be taking a quick commercial break and we'll come back with our guest atlanta county freeholder john risley on the other side Circuit Shack Security
6: and Wiring Incorporated in Sicklerville, New Jersey offers a full range of security products and provides unmatched 24-hour emergency service, including home integration, custom lighting solutions, whole house audio, video, burglar, fire alarm and telephone systems, home automation and control, and so much more call Circuit Shack Security and Wiring Incorporated at 609-561-4124 or visit them on Facebook. That's Circuit Shack Security and Wiring Incorporated.
0: Waterproofing for Less offers basement waterproofing and mold remediation for all home and office structures. Do you have a wet, damp basement or crawl space? Perhaps a musty odor emanating from your basement? Give us a call for a free estimate. And as we begin to go back to business, Waterproofing for Less offers hospital-grade cleaning and will professionally disinfect your building and property for viruses. Give us a call at 609-270-7705. That's 609-270-7705. Now back to Voice of Freedom with your host, Dr. Otto Hernandez. Voice of Freedom radio
1: program, as always, my pleasure and also my privilege to be on with you every Thursday night, Otto Hernandez. And our guest, I believe, is on the air, Atlantic County Freeholder John Risley. John, how are you tonight, my friend?
7: Good evening, Dr. Otto. I'm well, thank you. Doing well here in Egg Harbor Township.
1: That's great to hear, as always. Um, you and I, you and I go way back. We've known each other both professionally, outside of politics, uh, and also through politics. It's kind of an interesting, uh, kind of an interesting thing. But I, but I always say, and you know this because I've said it to you and I put it on Facebook. I always affectionately say that you're the hardest working man in politics because nobody gets around like you do.
7: That's very kind of you. It's uh, uh, government politics has been a passion of mine. I kind of liken it, Otto, to uh, someone who coaches. Mm-hmm. They coach because they enjoy it. They, you know, feel that they bring something to the table that they can help kids or help lives and make things a little bit better. So I've been involved with, uh, holding office and serving in different types of capacities for about over, over 40 years. Wow. That's remarkable. And, uh, it's, yeah, I've served as a president of a regional board of education, mainland regional. Mm-hmm. I was on three city councils. I wound up on one city council quite by accident because someone <laughs> unexpectedly had passed. Uh huh. So, and I've been a, I'm serving in my 19th year. Yes. As Atlanta County Freeholder at Large.
1: And you are and up, of course, you are of- up for election this year, right?
7: Yes, I am. I'm up for re-election. I'm a at-large freeholder, which mm-hmm. means that I represent and campaign throughout the entire county, throughout the entire 23 right. municipalities that make up Alena County. Mm-hmm. So this year has been very uh, frustrating because yeah. I've not been able to speak in front of different groups, mm-hmm. like the Rotary group or the Kiwanis or. Right or civic association. Mm-hmm. Uh, so your show tonight is important. Talk radio is very important because that's the only way people are going to be able to hear from the candidates.
1: Uh, I'm and i and you're absolutely right, John. And I'm really glad to have you on. This is indeed a very unusual campaign season uh, due to the lack of, you know, again, public venues and the availability thereof. So we have we have had quite a few folks on over the last couple of months that are that are running for uh, for office this year, either as a as a first timer or an incumbent like yourself. So it's it's really great to have you on the air. Tell me, tell tell our Thank listeners you. a little bit uh, about what's going on at the freeholder level right now. I know you're you're a big proponent of of, of business and uh, and promoting business in Atlantic County. Um,
7: Absolutely. Tell our listeners a little bit
1: about uh, what, you know, things you're working on or things you're involved in.
7: Yeah. Well, the need uh, is obvious. When you draw that line from Washington, D.C. to Boston, that is the economic corridor. And we're down here in South Jersey. We're a dead end. All right. So we have to fight for everything we can get here. And I believe in doing every incentive possible to get industries and businesses to locate here in Atlanta County for jobs. Mm-hmm. I believe a strong economy is good for many, many, many reasons. You know, whether they be social reasons, economic <clears throat> and educational, it's good all the way around. So I believe that we need to do everything possible to get businesses to locate here.
4: Mm -hmm. Now, the
7: one thing that I'm very proud of that I was involved with, a couple of things, but I'll talk about the Atlantic County Economic Alliance, headed up by Lauren Moore. We have a great staff there with Max Slusher and others who are working on that alliance, and we have been able to successfully retain businesses that were thinking about leaving Mm -hmm. Atlantic County such as that one in in Buda that comes to mind. They were thinking about moving, and they actually uh, expanded. So we're about trying to get businesses to locate here, expand here, and retain them. And on that theme of of businesses, I serve on the South Jersey Economic Development District, S-J-E-D-D. Mm-hmm. And when I went back on the board in 2012, I, was, I volunteered and was appointed to serve as Atlantic County's representative to that board. That board, auto, is four counties. It's Atlantic, Cape May, Salem, and Cumberland.
4: Mm-hmm.
7: It's a four-county economic board. And unfortunately, <clears throat> previous to me getting on that board, The reason why I had to go on that board was because the board was bankrupt. The director, I I
1: recall, yeah, I recall the prior
7: the prior director. Yes, greatly mismanaged the whole thing. So when I got on the board, there was no full time director, no staff, no car, no office. There was nothing, Mm -hmm. absolutely nothing. So we had to put together a lot of work. And I can remember going to meetings, Otto, where I would go there at seven o'clock and the custodian would come in at 11 o'clock where we were meeting and tell us we had to go. And that's how long the meetings went. They were like the (laughs) book of Revelation. Every time we'd go to a meeting, you'd wonder who ordered this? How did this happen? Why did this happen? What bills we owe? What don't we owe? So it took a number of years to straighten the mess out. Now, why is this important? Besides the integrity of that board, besides that, the South Jersey Economic Development District held the grant money and the property rights to our, what we now have in Atlanta County, is our National Aviation Research and Technology Park, which mm-hmm. we built the first building, and it's fully occupied. Right. Now, that was never going to happen. The Inspector General of the United States put a stop on us doing anything until we satisfied at least 14 different points in a two-page letter. Mm -hmm. So we had to have all these points satisfied and get that district back on a sound financial footing. And we went from uh, a no opinion, which is the bottom, to the highest opinion you can get in accounting. So we changed that board around uh, it took us a number of years. It didn't happen in five minutes. It took a good three years just for us to um, see the, the water line. Um, so, so in any event, we've been able, we were able to transfer that to Atlanta County. In fact, what Atlanta County did, Otto, which I think your listeners should be interested in, is the extent that Atlanta County went to to make this project happen district was deeply in debt mm-hmm. so Atlanta county lent the other three monies
1: yes i remember that
7: funds so they could pay us back in fact they're still paying us back mm-hmm. at a two percent rate of interest and in a couple more years that'll be satisfied but that's what we did to make this happen quickly for Atlanta county otherwise We'd, we the building would not be up today. Mm-hmm. It simply would not be there because we were all in this debt. Yeah,
1: and I, and I remember that the money you know that property sat barren it. for for a, a few years. Yep. A few years.
7: It became a joke. Yeah, it became a it, real joke. It
1: was a joke. It was a and, running joke.
7: Yep, and I'm very proud of the work that I did on that, mm-hmm. and it was a matter of just sticking to it and hammering away grinding through the paperwork. You know, the district in the past was charged with the responsibility of uh, doing various little projects in the four counties. They might be sidewalks or curbing or drainage projects or economic projects. Lights and And parks, I remember. Yeah. We would receive monies from the federal government and the district would retain a 10% of the funds to run the district. All right. And then we would contract, you know, to do these different projects. So that, that was the history of the S J E D D. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, it's something that's <clears throat> not talked about much and, but it's something that, uh, I was very proud of fixing because, uh, we had a number of multitude of financial issues.
4: Yeah. I it recall. was, uh,
7: it, And I'm still on that board today. I, In fact, Will Morey and I have been president and vice president of that board since uh, 2012.
4: Mm-hmm. So uh,
7: we, we've stuck with it, and uh, we have it in a, in a good way today. Mm-hmm. And where the Atlantic County is concerned, you know, I've always served on the budget committee. My background is in finance. I own an independent stock brokerage firm. There's very few of those left. Um, And um, I've been working in the investment securities business uh, again over 40 years, all my adult life, and uh, been advising people and guiding people on, you know, investments and keeping them away from bad things. Mm -hmm. (laughs) You know, and, uh, (laughs) you know, it's just just like government, auto, It's just like government. Um, you know, it's not just the good things you do. It's all the bad ideas you stop behind the scenes. Yes,
1: so true, so true. We, uh, our, that- our special guest tonight is Atlantic County freeholder John Risley, who we're speaking with, uh, and also a word, quick word, interruption. We are back on Facebook Live uh, the first 10 minutes of the program or so, our Facebook Live feed was down, but we are back broadcasting on Facebook Live as well. John, speaking of business in the county, right now, you know, we're still under the executive orders of Governor Murphy, in re- especially in regards to indoor dining, uh, which is a significant part of the economy in this county, especially in the summer. Our our summer has basically evaporated uh, without the ability for our resorts and resort area to do indoor dining, uh, you know, and and other things, you know, we talk about the gyms here frequently on the program. We get callers that say, you know, I really miss the gym and so forth. Where are we with this? What are you hearing at your level as far as indoor dining, gymnasiums, and other things that our governor just seems to be lagging on and very inconsistent? In regards to what's allowed and what's not allowed.
7: Well, the governor, I believe, is tone deaf, and he does not understand these things. I think that people generally are pretty responsible. Yes, um, I agree. If they feel comfortable wearing a mask and going into a restaurant or whatever, I think they should be allowed to, to be to happen. Yeah, I mean, this this emergency that the governor's hanging his hat on. Which now is going to cost us another ten billion dollars because the state supreme court yesterday approved unanimously mm-hmm. the governor's request to borrow an additional ten billion dollars.
4: Now ten, yep. he
7: calls it nine point nine, but it's not—it's ten billion dollars. <laughs> So we, yeah, he he's stuck know, on the 9.9. 9.
1: It must be catchy or something. Yeah. I don't know.
7: Yeah, it's like 2995, you know. <laughs> exactly. Uh, so, it's 10 billion dollars now. Just the interest on that 10 billion,
4: mhm, just
7: the interest would come to about 350,000 a year without paying any principal. So, Right. We our debt for New Jersey probably will up into the ten, so that would make it probably about $65 to 70 billion dollars in debt. Probably enough debt for every worker to equate to about seventy thousand mm-hmm. dollars. I mean, we're, we're you know, it, it's it's just a horrible situation. This goes back to your original you know point. The governor is not taking his foot off the brake here at yeah. all, right? Because he doesn't seem to live in the same universe as the rest of us.
4: Mm-hmm.
7: You know, he's already made the statement: if you don't like taxes, leave. You know, Jersey's not for you. Yeah, leave. I mean, he's made it very clear. A chief executive of the state inviting
1: down. inviting people to leave. <laughs>
7: yeah, yeah. Counterintuitive. <laughs> it's incredible. Isn't it? So this is what spills over into all of his thinking. You know, that's why it's important for a voter to know. How a candidate feels and where they're coming from, because that spills into into over into other things. Yep. And in this case, it spills over into restaurants and gyms and on and on and on and on. Uh, well, I, this and, emergency hanging his hat on is—I uh, don't know when he's going to decide to end this emergency.
4: Mm-hmm.
1: Well, you know, emergency by 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 its definition okay it's not something that lasts for five or six months that, that that's no longer an emergency an emergency has a short lifespan so you would think. <laughs> at this point in time uh it, i think almost every state now maybe not statewide but almost every state now is allowing indoor dining am i right other than New Jersey, are we know. are we the only state in the, in the U.S. of A. that's not allowing indoor dining in some fashion?
7: Because uh, even I, Pennsylvania I and New know.
1: York State are allowing indoor dining now in some in some regions. So, I'm, you know, I, I'm dumbfounded. Uh, I mean, I'm just dumbfounded. I he, well, I mean, this, I the industry the industry is on its way to bankruptcy. Uh, yeah. uh, you know, the, the, especially the small, you know, the small mom and pop type of restaurant situations, not the corporate ones necessarily. But uh, it's just a, a complete if you didn't know any better, you would think that the guy is doing it on purpose, that he purposely wants to bankrupt the state.
7: Well, I hope the voting public realizes that this is all coming from the Democratic Party. Yes. And none, none of the Democratic Party in the state house and the assembly of the state senate is speaking up mm-hmm. they're not saying hey governor maybe you ought to rethink this they're not even saying that they're saying nothing they're just going along with the program uh look uh i have no problem speaking up and speaking out i run against my own party in 2001 uh, I, had, I had a primary where i wasn't the candidate and i ran in a primary, even though I was an incumbent freeholder and, and one. So I have no problem speaking up as far as I'm concerned. We haven't had a good governor since Kane. Mm-hmm. So, uh, you know, there's been lousy governors in my opinion. So this is where we're at New Jersey. Unfortunately we have, you know, a tremendous amount of one particular party running the show, yeah. state state house, all three branches of government. That's why, it's so important for us in Atlantic County here what we can control to remain in good, solid hands. Mm-hmm. And I believe that the Board of Freeholders, with Mr. Levinson as a county executive and our staff, our people, uh, they've done an admirable job over the years. Uh, we've been able to, you know, not go crazy with our budgets. Uh, in fact, we've been many times accused of being tight in tight wads, but um, we've tried to keep the spending as level as we can. In fact, the amount to be raised by taxation this year is essentially the same number as last year. Um, We've been very frugal on that. And of course we maintain a double a bond rating. Mm -hmm. Unlike the state of New Jersey, which has been downgraded about 13 times the last 10 years. Yeah. So, in fact, where that came into play with our AA bond rating, it was because of our AA bond rating that we were able to back the bonds on the Stockton Project in Atlantic City. Mm -hmm. Who ever heard of a county backing state bonds? It it doesn't happen, but we did that. We did that so we can make Stockton Atlantic City a reality. Mm Mm-hmm. And that's been a a plus for that neighborhood, Atlantic City, and for education. So, yeah, those are the kind of things that the Republican-led freeholder board has been able to accomplish. And
1: now, and you, can, and, always- you can, and you guys continue to do a great job, John. We're we're up against the break. Okay, I truly appreciate your appearance on the show tonight. You've been a terrific guest, very informative, and I hope our and I hope and I'm sure that our listeners have enjoyed it. Uh, let's try to have you back on before uh, before uh, election day.
7: Oh, absolutely, Otto, and I would certainly like to, everyone to please support my running mates: uh, Joe O'Donoghue for sheriff,
4: yes, Jim indeed, Jim Kershaw
7: for surrogate, mm-hmm. Jim Toto for freeholder, and Andrew Parker for the District Three for freeholder seats. So, yes, indeed, uh, I would certainly. Appreciate that support. Yes, and, and uh, Thank you ever so the, much, Doctor.
1: Three three of the four men that you mentioned have been guests on the program. <laughs> oh, that's so, great. So they all have that's our great. support. John, have a great night. Very good.
7: All righty. Take care. Thank all
1: you. right, folks, we're going to take a quick break, and we'll be right back. Finish up the program. Our phone lines are still open, 609-593-9654. If you'd like to call in after the break, we'll see you in a minute.
6: WNJHradio.com is proud to salute and support all of our hometown South Jersey medical professionals and local businesses, including Joe Canals Liquors, 80 South Whitehorse Pike in Hamilton. They're open every day from 9 a.m. to 8 p.m. for all of your wine, beer, and spirits needs. As a special service to their loyal customers, Joe Canals has added curbside pickups. Anytime between 9 a.m. and 8 p.m., just call in or email your order. Call 609-561 6777 or email your order to joe canales hamilton at comcast.net and their friendly staff will package your order and set up a pickup time wnjhradio.com proud to be live local and
0: loyal to south jersey Looking for a relaxing family place that serves some of the greatest pizza in the area? Look no further than Nino's Pizzerama in Hamilton, New Jersey. Family owned and operated since 1990, Tony, Alicia, and Mario take pride in making everyone feel just like family. From traditional, vegetarian, and specialty pizzas, it doesn't stop there. Nino's also has a variety of stromboli, pizza turnover, and calzones. They also have a full selection of sandwiches, salads, and hot wings. Daily soups, as well as lunch and dinner specials are also available. Looking to have your next party catered? Nino's Pizzerama can handle that too. Located at 182 North Whitehorse Pike in Hamilton, New Jersey. For delivery service, call 609-567-4653. That's 609-567-4653. Nino's Pizzerama, Italian Cuisine to make you feel just like family. Every Tuesday night, Pastor Vince Lombardo shares his continuing words of encouragement, inspiration, and hope on The Carpenter Son. That's The Carpenter Son with Pastor Vince Lombardo every Tuesday night at 7 p.m. Only on WNJH Radio.
1: We are back live,
0: Voice of Freedom Radio
1: program. Your host, as always, Otto Hernandez, every Thursday night, seven to eight. Again a special thanks to our guest tonight, Atlanta County Freeholder John Risley. I think I think we would have um we would have to extend the program an extra hour for John next time he comes on because the guy is a fountain of information. And and as I said prior to his coming on, I, I jokingly call him the hardest working man in politics and, and uh you see you see everything the guy's involved in. I don't know how he finds time for uh, for personal life and uh and and so forth between his real job, his full-time job, which is a, uh, which, which is, as he mentioned, is a, a you know, ownership of a stock brokerage, uh, and and his political career and all the things that he's involved with, but uh, he, this is a guy who really cares. And uh, in Atlantic County and in the state of New Jersey, we need to support good Republicans. We just don't have that many, and the Republicans that we do, by and large, are just not so active. Uh, thankfully, we do, have fo- we do have folks like John Risley aboard uh, who take their job very seriously, have a passion for it, and get it. They get it, as opposed to our governor who doesn't get it. And our governor, you know, John said he's not sure what, what universe the man lives in. I'm don't. I don't, I'm not sure what universe he lives in either, either. And as I said, I mean, sometimes I get the impression by, by his mannerisms, his, his tone, the way he speaks to people in the state of New Jersey, as though we are his minions, we are we are basically peasants uh, who, who really aren't all that smart, and we should be really happy that we have a guy like him at the helm, uh, because we're you know if we didn't have him, we'd be just lost souls. Uh, he doesn't give credit to anyone for having any intelligence, evidently. Uh, and, and, you know, obviously he has no respect for business owners and business owners' capabilities of running a safe environment for their customers. Um, as, I, as I mentioned to John during the interview, I, I believe New Jersey is the last state in the country now that, that, is, that is fully, fully still prohibiting Indoor dining. I think even New York and Pennsylvania now have opened indoor dining in certain areas. Uh, it's it's astounding to me. The summer is the summer for all intents and purposes is over. Um, we, we are we are at almost at the midpoint of August. Our casino industry is barely operational. Casino industry is it continues to be the number one industry in Atlantic County and probably in all of South Jersey. Uh, the governor continues to keep that industry under wraps. Uh, it, is, it is remarkable. Uh, the, the amount of tax revenue that we, that we lose by not having these businesses operational is, is damaging to the future of our state, continuing to incur and in, increase our debt over and over and over. And, uh, you know, as I mentioned earlier in the program, Rick, when I hear when I hear a person like Kamala Harris and, and I have no respect for her, she's a nobody uh, and and she lies like she breathes. See, she's, you know, flip flop positions more often than uh, I was going to say something, but I probably I'll, I'll keep it. I'll, I'll keep it PG tonight, Enrico. But, uh, you know, she she made the comment that the president she blames the the high unemployment rate on the president. Um and you know the president has absolutely no control over what Governor Murphy does in the state of New Jersey in regards to lockdowns.
2: No, he, you're and, absolutely right.
1: And the, and the unemployment rate in Atlantic County is 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 higher than the ten than the national ten yes, percent. It it's yes, closer it to twenty percent in yes. Atlantic County. Uh And a lot of it has to do with the fact the casino industry is operating maybe at a third
2: of capacity. Uh, I don't even think it's a third? It's yeah. uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, because if you take the The restaurants are all out. Anything else, that all the entertainment is is out. Mm -hmm. Um, Hotels are not even to full capacity. So, yeah, it's a lot less. But going back to uh, Camille, I mean, it is, I don't know how she could blame the president for the unemployment. As they also like to blame him for the pandemic. Even though just a little while ago on my phone, and it's not Fox News that alerted me to it food coming in from China was just diagnosed to have COVID-19 on it so once again we want to keep blaming the president but they, we, we don't want to blame the source of where it's all coming from so that's our um, lovely Democrats but you know as we um uh, for the last uh, eight years and even the last 12 actually 16 years they have been known as the lying party because they can't say the same story twice without lying. <laughs> you know, so well, I mean the bottom line is this. Um
1: the, and and we know this because we've talked about this quite often, especially on this program. The 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 majority of COVID deaths in the state of New Jersey have taken place in nursing homes. They've taken place in nursing homes because Governor Murphy forced the nursing homes to take folks with COVID. They are not happening in restaurants they are not happening in a Walmart because if they were we would have shut Walmart's down obviously they're not happening in a lot of other places certainly not happening in liquor stores we haven't shut any of those down um, but nonetheless we're we still cannot uh, allow for gyms or restaurants to open even though all of these entrepreneurs are very creative and would come up with all kinds of innovative ways to to make sure that safe distancing is practiced and all kinds of hygiene and so on and so forth. Uh, and not even to give them the opportunity to do it, the opportunity to try it. Let's give it a try. We have flattened the curve. The deaths are down. Yes, there are cases up. We're doing much more testing so obviously there's going to be more cases. But this cannot continue. This cannot continue. We need to allow the businesses to flourish the president keeps saying this he says it on a regular basis to blame the president for the lack for, for the high unemployment rate in the us of a is 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 about as disingenuous a statement as any as any person running for office can say it's 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 pathetic um, we 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 have a couple more minutes if anyone wants to call in we can get one more caller in 609-593-9654 those of you folks out there,
2: come on. Let me hear you. Let me see what you have in your mind. Yes. As as a business owner, and you know the businesses that I have owned, and one of them was very successful in the family for 50 years, and I just thought it was time to sell, any good business owner that's been around that long will have the safety of his customers. Of course. First priority. Besides, let me rephrase that, his employees first, mm-hmm. and then the customers. Any intelligent business owner will always do that. And you know I associate with a lot of business owners, not just in this town but throughout the county. And every one of them, especially my restaurant friends, are begging to go back to being serving. Mm -hmm. That's all they keep saying is we want to serve our customers. Yes. And and yes. they're willing to separate tables. Of course they they're, are. They're willing to open up areas of their restaurants that they normally open. And only open at a
1: quarter of capacity right. or whatever they designate to be the, you know, the appropriate amount of people right. in the in the in the space. Right.
2: Or use areas that they only use strictly on the weekend where they're right. at full capacity that they don't use during the week. They're willing to do all that because they are there for the love of their customers. And this governor is what this is coming about and nobody's going to like my statement but it is freedom of my uh, freedom of press is is about the election because he's going to push as hard as he can for you and i not to go into the well they public, all are. they all are the public place this yeah, but- is
1: this has become a democrat agenda as a result of covid we yes. know that the, the the you know pelosi and 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 oil slick chuck schumer wanted to make sure we had a lot of money for the postal system in there to ensure mail-in voting mail-in voting has has taken place in primaries uh that took place a month month and a half ago and and we still don't have multiple elections decided it's it's an embarrassment mail-in voting would be the bane of american democracy if if indeed we were to go to that (laughs) nationwide um and the they 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 want to win this election yes. at all costs. And proof. and if that includes bankrupting yes. states, bankrupting individual business owners, yes. they will do it. Yes, they will do it. I have Democrat friends that 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 don't believe that. That's that. How can you say something oh, like that? That's
2: ridiculous. they coolest.
1: They would never want to do. I said, of course they would. Yes, of course they would. Their quest for power, their thirst for power, is so great. That they are willing to bankrupt individuals, they yes. are willing to bankrupt the U.S. of A. Mm-hmm. for that matter, yes. in order to gain and and maintain yes. power in the U.S. Yes, and, uh, and it is reprehensible. These yes. people, these people have no soul. They have no soul, and they certainly have no place in public life. They have no, no place in elected office.
2: No, and with that, since we're going to come to the end of the show, we're going to make a special announcement. You and I can relate to all this because your dad came from Cuba and fought to come to this country for a reason. To make a better life for you, your brother, and your sister, and your mom. And my father did the same thing. And they are probably rolling over in their graves now. If there's a such thing, based on what is going on right now in this country, because that's not the reason why they came here. Exactly. No, we talked about that at the beginning of the show. They came. Immigrant
1: immigrants who come to the U.S. don't come for this. No, they don't come for this nonsense that that's taking place right now. This is not why they. This is what they left. Right. This is not what they wanted to see here.
2: And and, and I say this wholeheartedly because there's two dear friends of mine, and and I'm going to give a shout out to them only because we're at the end of the show. But one of them is Tony from Nino's Pizza, who I know just about all my life, who came here through a visa by family and loves this country and has a successful business and thanks America all the time for it. And my other good friend is Marco from Andy's Pizza, who every time I go in there reminds me every day what a great country this is. Mm. So there are just two individuals that I know firsthand personally who Remind me that sometimes I say things I shouldn't, and if they my father was alive, and they're right, if my father was alive, he would be backhanding me. Uh, but he also taught me that I have the right to speak my mind. But they know how what they came from to what they are now, and, and the Democratic Party wants to take that away from the people. The wall is not the issue, the wall's there for other reasons, but they are making it the issue. And there's a lot of people that agree with the wall on all different races and I'll leave it at like that they believe in the wall my father would believe in the wall I sat in the trial agency you see when we had it when I was a kid and him arguing with his own goombas as I like to call them and used to say become a citizen or get out of my country and that's coming from a person that came from another country so I know how my father would think if he was alive today so I said, my piece, doctor. This is your show. I got low on the time tar- range. Tar- you got
1: you 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 got emotional. you had to get that out. Yeah, I mean, I, appre- just, I appreciate that. I'm I appreciate talk. your passion. I, and I'm very happy tonight because because the callers we've had and uh, and uh, our special guest all showed great passion about the us of a. and And obviously those of you that are longtime listeners of the program know the the passion that I show for this country each and every week. This is still the greatest country in the world, I believe, in America. And I still believe that we're not ready to turn this country over, not even a little bit, to the anarchists and the Marxists and the socialists and all the rest of them. We are a silent majority. We will be heard, and we will be heard in November. Stay strong, folks. Stay strong. The U.S. of A. All right? Have a great week. We'll catch you next Thursday, 7 p.m., Voice of
2: Freedom Radio program. Good night. Just before we go, uh, we have a special announcement. We have decided that we're going to expand the show starting on September the 10th to two hours. So we're going to let you folks enjoy the rest of the summer. And then on September 10th, the show will be two hours starting then. Thank you, guys, and have a great night.
0: Join us again next Thursday at 7 p.m. for another edition of Voice of Freedom with Dr. Otto Hernandez. WNJH Radio, its owners and associates, take no responsibility for the opinions or statements made by the talk show host or their guests. Statements or show topics are not necessarily the beliefs of this site or the radio station, and opinions between talk show hosts may conflict. This site does not endorse anything as the truth. That you will have to judge for yourself, but we try to speak the truth on the owner's behalf and reserve the right to question the supposed truth. It is sometimes hard to get the truth, but we must try. It is not our intention to libel, discriminate, make hate or annoy anyone. This site takes no responsibility for the opinions of others in the postings of comments in chat rooms or forum posts.